This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Apparently, people in Ontario are the worst. That's according to this new Uber survey. Uber Canada released a list of the top five best and worst cities based on passenger ratings. Hmm. Number five for the worst Uber passengers, hate to say it, the hammer. What? Hamilton, Ontario, number hmm. five. I will say it's hard to get a cab. I went to Tim Hortons Field after the Arkells show, and boy, it's hard to get a cab or an Uber around that area because it's like a residential street, so it gets backed up. So I wonder if people frustrated leaving certain areas of Hamilton leads to worse reviews. London, Ontario, number four. So London, hmm. you're worse than Hamilton when it comes to being Uber passengers. Montreal is the only uh, non-Ontario city in the top five. Then you got Toronto at mm. number two and Ottawa, number one. Of course, all the fat cats. <laughs> all those politicians. Maybe Ottawa's getting what it deserves right now. <laughs> Probably tough to get an Uber in Ottawa right now. It's <laughs> a little tricky. Uh, a little surge pricing going on. So this is based on whether or not you clean up your mess, you know, you're buckling your seatbelt, you're making the driver wait, you're treating uh, people with respect, you're not slamming the door. Those are the uh, those are the criteria that gets you a good or a bad rating from your Uber driver. Hmm. Slamming the door, I guess. I do I do that sometimes. I wonder. I want to check my Uber rating. I'm going to check it right now. Because I feel like I'm bringing up the average. I'm very nice. I never talk unless they talk first. I always tip a dollar at least, usually three. You never go five? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> what, am I made of money? <laughs> what are you at? I, I'm, I don't... I, oh, I, I, oh, here we go. I didn't tip the guy last time, so it's still asking me. One dollar. I'm sorry. That's all. How long ago was that Uber ride? That was... Uh, I don't even know. Three days ago, I think. What is my rating? <laughs> Where do you see it? Here, profile. Up top. Oh, I'm a 4.97. I mean, that's almost perfect. That is. I'm a 4.88. Not surprised. You got me. (laughs) This guy. I'm driving the average down. Sorry, (laughs) Ontario. This is kind of the reason. (laughs) Thanks a lot, bud. 4.88. I think I can pinpoint my my drop in rating. Oh, yeah? Uh, Over the holidays, I had a coughing fit in the back of an Uber. (laughs) And, you know, global pandemic. I thought the guy was going to pull over and kick me out of the Uber. You had a mask on, right? I had that's a mask on, yeah, and I rolled the window down when I started coughing. He's like, oh, that's, uh, what's that? I'm like, uh, n- nothing. I, I'm sorry, you can't roll a window down? <laughs> no, but the fact I was coughing, he almost pulled the car over and kicked me out of the car. You should have you re- review bombed him, man. That's rude on his behalf, I'd say. The best place to be an Uber driver, apparently, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Everyone's friendly out there. Well, and of course, you're trying to give directions in Toronto versus Saskatoon. It's like, hey, how do we get there in Saskatoon? It's right there. You can see it. Yeah, take the street. Yeah. And by the way, you're my cousin. (laughs) Thanks for the ride. Look who's back in the news, Jim. Who? Your boy, Chet Hanks. Oh, boy. 
Tom Hanks' favorite son. <laughs> big up, big up the whole island massive. It's your boy Chetana coming straight from the Golden Globes, you are saying. Me, see me father Tom Hanks presenting in a watch soon forward come. Big up, tune in. Yeah, that's that's Tom Hanks' son Chet. Oh boy. And he has posted a video on YouTube that's getting some attention here. Uh, probably because he doesn't really talk like that, believe it or not. <laughs> what? Yeah, he sounds completely different in this latest video. But uh, people are talking about it because he is talking about what it was like to grow up a Hanks. And he says at one point that he didn't have a strong role model when he was growing up, a, a strong male role model when he was growing up. Even as a kid, I was a decent looking kid. You know, I was athletic. I was good with girls. So I kind of had all the above. And because of that, it made the fame aspect coupled with that made people hate me even more so. And that's what I didn't understand as a kid is that these people were just jealous of me and they were projecting their own insecurities onto me. I needed to hear that as a kid. I didn't have like a, a strong male role model to tell me that, to tell me, hey bro, they're just jealous of you. You have all these things that they want. So they're trying to throw their shade at you so that you can feel about yourself because they're jealous. My experience was even more complicated because on top of fame already being toxic, I wasn't even famous, you know? I was just the son of somebody famous, so I hadn't even done anything to deserve any sort of recognition, and that created a lot of contempt. Hmm. Sounds like he's really working through his issues. But not quite. He thinks people don't like him because they're jealous. That's not a great... Well, when he was young is what he's saying. When he was young, he was the son of Tom Hanks. And he got a lot of attention because of that, and people would would uh, put their insecurities on him. Sure, that's I his point of view. It. But we've saw how he behaves, and you know he's an odd duck to say the least. So I I feel like that was probably part of it, but also he probably did not help himself. Definitely started lashing out in uh, in his teenage years with the tattoos, the island talk. <laughs> I mean, when I, it's one of those things where I mean, as Tom Hanks is beloved, but as a dad, he is gone from home. Uh, how many months a year? Yeah, and but but that's funny. That's a funny part of it. You would expect Tom Hanks seems like he would be the greatest father in the world, right? So I, I don't know. Is Chet saying he didn't have a strong male role model? Does that mean that Hanks was off on the movie set all the time, so he just physically wasn't there or when he was around he wasn't a good role model hmm maybe both i don't know but when i I saw when i when i saw chet like i didn't know who he was until like three years ago but i saw how he was acting and i was like what is wrong with tom hanks and maybe it's not a fair assessment but i'm like what something tom maybe tom had just like ignored him for way too long and that's why he's acting the way he is yeah he definitely seemed like he was trying to get attention at the golden globes a couple years ago big up big up the whole island massive it's your boy chetana around this time yesterday jim we were talking about the new reboot of chippendale rescue rangers (laughs) a meta movie about chippendale a 
it looks like an e-true Hollywood story, and they're they're washed up celebrities trying to get to get their groove back. And it's like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit thing. So there's real people, and then the cartoons yeah. are running around. And by the way, I was thinking about it. Their voices used to be like Bleh! they used to be like Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chippendale, right? Mm-hmm. And now it's just John Mulaney <laughs> voice and Andy Samberg. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It could be good. Totally funny. Totally meta. It's yeah. it's a meta. Rescue Rangers movie. And that seems to be the trend here because uh, John Cena is going to star in a Roadrunner and Coyote movie. <laughs> what, where they go to couples therapy? <laughs> it's almost that ridiculous. Okay, the plot is Coyote versus Acme is the name of the movie. It's a hybrid animated live action movie. The coyote sues the Acme company because their products keep hurting him when he tries to catch the Roadrunner. <laughs> he does probably have a decent lawsuit. Like, honestly, how many times does this guy try to light up some TNT and it bites him in the butt? Yeah, an anvil to his head. Yeah, yeah of course. He's being defended by a down-on-his-luck attorney who soon realizes that his boss at his former law firm is representing the Acme company. John Cena will be the former boss, so it sounds like okay. he's the villain. Okay, because like I, you know, I, I'm a little <laughs> sick of um, these storylines getting flipped on their heads. Like, oh, the Roadrunner has been the bad person the whole time, and the Coyote's obviously the bad guy. But I'm glad that they're not like trying to f- flip this around on us. I'm curious to know if the Roadrunner will be testifying. It's time for sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. Another gold for Canada, Dev. Yeah, for the fifth time since 1998, Canada has won gold in women's hockey. We all knew it was going to come down to Canada and the United States. And the big question was who would fall, uh, follow through on all the promise. I mean, it's it's one of the best rivalries in sports. It goes back and forth all the time. Uh, the Americans won four years ago. Uh, they played really well in the, uh, in the qualifying round. But uh, this time around, Canada was even better. I mean, they had an incredible incredible goaltending performance in the qualifying round. They had an incredible goaltending performance this time around, but it was a great game. If you stayed up to watch, it started at 11 o'clock our time last night, and people were uh, tweeting last night into this morning. It was, it, was a, it was a great game. Unfortunately, the men, they're done. They gone. Uh, they lost to uh, Sweden. Uh, you know, here's the here's where it's weird with uh, not having any gelers at the Olympics. I had forgotten that Canada actually won bronze four years ago. For in my mind, I thought they hadn't even won a medal four years ago, which is uh, bad on me. And so I. I was hopeful, of course, that they could have uh, won gold this time around or maybe silver or something because they had an older roster. They tried to blend old with young, but they kind of lead on leaned on some of that experience to guide them through the Olympics. But the Swedish team was big. They were strong. They were fast. It was an NHL-sized rink. And in the end, they just clogged up the center and Canada could not get any offense generated. And we know the result, obviously. 
At least we lasted longer than the American team in men's hockey, right? Two wins over America, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> they beat us, but we lasted longer than they did. What do you think? Do you think if they had more time, like this team was really slapped together at the last minute. Do you think if they had more time, Canada would have performed better? Uh, no disrespect to the roster. I mean, I just don't know where the offense was coming from. Eric Stahl is your number one center, which I get, but he's 37 years old. You know, like where is that spark coming from offensively for that team? I mean, one of the problems I think was Claude Julian. He's not an offensive coach. And so when you're already conceding against a team like Sweden that is going to just clog up the center, you've got to break through somehow with some dynamic play. And they just didn't seem to want to play that way. They played to their strengths which was defense and that was fine but where's your offense coming from so I, I think this was a bit roster construction but also coaching as well well let's focus on the positive gold for the women We've now had uh, the Canadian women's soccer team and the Canadian women's hockey team both win gold within six months of each other it's pretty cool Ka-ka! we've got an update here story we were talking about earlier this week. I, I'm surprised that this happened, and it happened so quickly. But great news. They have found the Peterborough gun truck, Jim. Yes. Filled with over 2,000 guns that was stolen, I think, Sunday, stolen, I think, Sunday morning, sometime over the weekend. And the details surrounding it were all very vague. Uh, people were wondering how the hell could, uh, you know, a truck filled with such dangerous goods be so underguarded and so easily stolen. 2,000 guns in the back of this truck. Yes. So they did find the truck. They found the cab, the truck itself, in Brampton. Um, they also found the trailer with the guns. In the article I read, it didn't say exactly where they found it, but apparently in two different locations. But bottom line is they got the guns back and they got the trucks. Still very few details. It's also a little mysterious still, but uh, the good news is the police have recovered the guns at least. Yeah, baby. (laughs) No arrests yet, though. They're still looking for the thieves. Too much heat? You would think so. Yes. That makes me, because we were talking about when this happened, we're like, did they know the guns were in the truck or did they just see an opportunity to take a truck and, you know, whatever was in the back of it, they they would, uh, they'd be happy with. Sure. Maybe it's uh, electronics or something. Hostess Twinkies. Who knows? (laughs) You know, whatever. Doritos. Whatever's in the back of the truck, you'll, you'll unload it. You'll make a little profit. No big deal. But... When you open up the, the back of the truck and you see all those guns, you're like, ooh, we may be in over our heads. Yeah, yeah. Does anybody know a gun pawn guy? <laughs> well, that makes me feel a little bit better. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. It'll <laughs> make me feel better if... It never happens about- again? <laughs> no, if they, like, catch a guy on camera, at least. I don't know. Like, dude, it's a gun. It's a gun truck. But truck the, filled with guns. The, the guns were still in the truck, which is <laughs> you know, amazing to me. Just how it got this far to begin with, like, there's many ways to track a truck and many ways to make sure a truck is unstealable. And next time there's one filled with guns in Peterborough, I hope they rem- remember this moment. Hey, Jim, if you don't want to spend all your money on a Virgin Galactic trip to outer space, 
How about we spend it going to play the real-life squid game? Hmm? That's right, in Saudi Arabia. Oh, no. They have opened up the first real-life squid games. It's supposed to offer an identical experience to the games shown in the series. Here's a Canadian tourist talking about... The Squid Games. Squid Game was actually an interesting experience. I wanted to know how they were going to simulate everything that happened in the TV show because, of course, people died in the TV show. So <laughs> I was curious how I was going to be here, but it was very realistic. Everything that they had was exactly like it was in the TV show. It's, it's very interesting. So I think everybody, well, most people are a fan of the TV show and they know how it works, and the games are very realistic, so it's kind of fun to play something you've seen on TV. Hmm, all right. I, I just saw this, though. There was a famous YouTuber named Mr. Beast who did this a month after uh, Squid Game, Game came out. And yeah, it was did interesting. a pretty good it the, job. It was a very, very but close But nobody's replication. dying. Huh? Nobody's dying, though. So it's, there, I hate to tell you, either. that's not the Squid Game. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, the guy in, in Saudi Arabia said they're also not dying there, too, right? Yeah, it's not the Squid Game. <laughs> if nobody's dying, it's not Squid Game. Yeah, that's the that's whole a, point. That's like the major the major factor of yeah. Squid Game. Like you can't call it Hunger Games and not have children kill each other. It's it's not <laughs> Hunger Games. Right. Nerf arrows, they're not gonna cut it. That's not a Hunger yeah, Game. It's like slightly hungry games. Hangry games, maybe. I I don't think I I would want to just go and watch that with my animal mask on if nobody's dying. <laughs> yeah, why am I paying $500,000 <laughs> to sit in the Panto suite and watch people just compete? <laughs> Billionaires aren't going to pay for this. This squid game is destined to fail. <laughs> I mean, did the people putting this on watch? Watch the show and get the message at all? I mean, it, it is kind of fun to replicate, but... Um, there's an underlying theme that I don't think Saudi Arabians maybe get to the fullest extent. This is closer to Wipeout, right? True. It, it would be fun. I'd love to do that one where you jump across the glass. If oh, you, yeah. If you wouldn't get hurt. And you land in a foam pit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, w- it would be kind of fun. Licking the cookie? You know, who doesn't want to lick one of those cookies? Sure, yeah. Maybe heat up a needle, cheat a little. <laughs> So if you're interested, there is a, uh, well, it's not a real life squid game, but it's as close as you're going to get without dying over in Saudi Arabia. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hey, Jim, they're starting to book uh, flights into outer space on the Virgin Galactic rocket ship. Into outer space, outer space, or just really high up in the sky? Yeah, well, that's kind of the debate. Is this thing even really going to outer space? It goes up there. Yeah, but uh, sure, it goes high. But if you look at the window of a plane, once you've done it three times... You think the novelty would wear off quickly. And you would see even less the higher up you were. Uh, Well, it's going to cost $450,000 US if you want to book a ticket to go into space or close to space on a Virgin Galactic flight. Down payment, $150,000 US. So in Canadian dollars, you're, you're looking at uh, around $575,000. It's going to be all famous TikTokers that do it because it does. there's no substance in going to space. It's just, look at me. I went to space even though nothing really happened, but look at me. Every Virgin Galactic flight is going to be like that uh, that flight from Montreal that went down to the... Uh, 
down to Mexico. <laughs> Remember the flight? Mid-pandemic? Yeah, the flight with all the influencers on it. Yeah. Dancing yeah. around, filming each other. Imagine the TikToker shuttle exploded and everybody was like, oh no, what a tragedy. You, How will we ever get over this? You get a training course. You get fitted for an Under Armour space suit. You also get a membership to Virgin Galactic's community of future astronauts. So just you get on a mailing list. Which gives you exclusive access to events, trips, and space readiness activities. Uh, you will be awarded astronaut wings at a special ceremony. And you will be able to buy. You don't get, this isn't included, but you can buy only available to people who have been on these Virgin Galactic flights, you can get the Astronaut Edition Range Rover if you want it. <laughs> Which is just like a normal Range Rover, except it's shaped like Richard Branson's penis. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that I have a live mouse trap set in the kitchen, and I don't know if my kids <laughs> if my kids have gotten up yet. A two-year-old and a five-year-old, if they find that thing, I could be in trouble. I, I got to call my <laughs> wife quick, sorry. Ooh, peanut butter. Hold on. Hello. How's it going? Good. Are the kids up yet? Yeah. Uh, mouse trap downstairs. Before they get it, get rid of it. There was okay. no, there was no mouse in it, so it's still set Yay. down there. Good, good, good. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Love you. Phew. <laughs> oh man, that would have been Daddy's fault. You like that? How my wife answers the phone. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> I, I, I honestly didn't catch that. I, by the way, I don't like it. Hey, Daddy. Jim, you can start calling me Daddy, too, if you want. Never. No. What's up, Daddy? I'm Big Mama. Big Mama Taz. How about Zaddy? Hey, Zaddy. I'm not sure what that means. I've heard it, and it makes me cringe. I don't want to know what that means. Yeah. She's probably with the kids. That's why she was calling me Daddy. Relax. <laughs> Just got this text message. Hey, guys. I thought it was cute when Taz's wife answered the phone. Hi, Daddy. However, we have friends who call them each other Mommy and Daddy, and they do not have kids. It's super weird. That is weird. What are you talking about, Mommy? That's so weird. No, that's creepy. Oh, Daddy. What if they have pets? Like, Jim, you and Sarah have, have dogs. Do you ever call yourselves Mommy and Daddy with the dogs around? I do not. Sarah does sometimes, though, but... In, if it was in public, I would, I would pull her aside and say, "Sarah, I love you, sweetie." But no, 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 I'm not a doggy dad. Out of side of the house, she calls you daddy, a doggy dad. But but does she say, "Hey, daddy, get over here"? No, the dogs- you, I, I don't like when you say it with your weird voice, dude. Stop. <laughs> weird voice. Hey, daddy, you're doing daddy. that, and it, it makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> that's my w- that's my Sarah impression. <laughs> hey, daddy. <laughs> it's like calling, "Hey, king, hey, queen." It's a little self-indulgent, you know? Uh-huh. If, if, you, if you have kids, it makes sense because, like, my mom would call my dad, dad, when the kids were around because it's like, so it, the instead of calling know, him Pat, it just makes more sense. The kids like, dad's know who home. you're talking about. Yes. Right? But I doubt it. I hope when they are alone, they were not <laughs> calling each other that. Please, no. I don't, it makes me uncomfortable. Hey, give us a call or, or send us a message if you have friends or you know somebody and they have, like... Uh, pet names for each other that make you super uncomfortable. We'd love to hear what they are. Yeah, we have co-workers 
It's not that weird, but just an example. They call each other Ham. Hey, Ham. That's what's Eric up? and Chelsea. What's up, Ham? Is it, are they both Ham in They're their relationship? They're both Ham, I think. Hey, Ham. Do you what's have a up, nickname? Ham? You say, I know what your nickname is. I hear it all the time. You call each other, you and your wife call each other my love constantly. Yeah, my love would be the go-to. Is that one okay, Jim? Did that one's fine. What if I say it in this voice? Then hey, it's not fine. <laughs> We got on this topic. What are some creepy pet names that you've heard? Your your friends maybe call each other something, and you, every time you hear it, your skin crawls. You're on the air. Who's this? This is Kate. Kate, what's the the uncomfortable pet name? Is this you or someone you know? Okay, so this is going what you guys are talking about um, for Daddy. So I have two little kids, and obviously I call my husband daddy when they're around. Um, so we had family dinner not too long ago, and I said, Daddy, can you pass the salad? And not only did my husband answer, but my father did as well. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> a little awkward. <laughs> you got the double daddy. Yeah, it was uh, not, not, a, not cool. <laughs> yeah, that, does, that, that sounds creepy, too. I'm sorry for saying it. At least it was just passing the salad. <laughs> Not, not okay, talking. No, don't, don't. <laughs> Sorry, I guess that was implied. I set you up I know, for I it. Know. Okay. Jackie. <laughs> Jackie, how are you? I'm living the dream. What is the uh, the creepy pet name that you've heard? So it's not really creepy, and it's what we do. And our son is 22 now, but I still refer to his dad as dad. So, mm-hmm. you know, talk to your dad, la, la, la. But we also have two cats, and... When I when when we're home and my son's not there, I'm always like, you know, go see your daddy. Who's your daddy? And I don't know. My husband doesn't do that, but he, he you know, he just looks at me weird. He never says anything and lets me refer to him as daddy. I and bet he does. Yeah. Who's daddy? Daddy? When you're talking to the cat? <laughs> the caddy daddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping that he didn't uh, father those cats. But we did rescue <laughs> huh. them at three weeks. Oh, good yeah, for you. Yeah, I guess. He doesn't have pet names for me. I should uh, talk to him about that. Have a great day, Mommy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. I like, like, Big Mama, you know? Is that, can can you get away with that one, though? Big Mama? Big Mama? Depends how confident your mom's big mom is. <laughs> Depends how strong your relationship yeah, is. they don't have to be big. It's just like, you know. Here's a couple text messages coming in. Pet names that make you uncomfortable. We have a friend, and she calls her husband Snuffy. Every time I hear it, I chuckle under my breath. Snuffy. Snuffy. Okay, I know that's a big hairy elephant, so I have my suspicions of why you would call somebody that. <laughs> hey, Snuffy. <laughs> What's up, big bird? My friend calls his wife Yummers. Ugh, that's gross. Yummers? Yummers. Uncomfortable pet names. Tubba Wubba. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get knocked down. (laughs) Yeah, wasn't that Tubba Wubba? I love those guys. (laughs) Then I get up again. Yeah, uh, you gotta be, uh, you gotta be, uh, have a strong relationship to get away with Tubba Wubba (laughs) as well. That's worse than Big Mama. I think so. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.